Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Colby Sharp. Today's episode is part of our Unraveler series. In each Unraveler episode, a book creator takes us inside one of their books. Their inspirations, fears, frustrations, triumphs, epiphanies, the whole thing pulled apart, unraveled. Today, we have a very special episode for you. My co-host here at the Yarn Podcast, uh, Travis Yonker, teacher librarian in Michigan, and he is also an author. He has a new book, Just One Flake. In today's episode, I talked to Travis about what it's like going from picture book author to picture book author and illustrator. We chat about what it is like to receive a starred review and his hope for Just One Flake. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Travis. Travis, tell us a little bit about Just One Flake. Yeah, so I'm so excited that it's out in the world. Uh, It seems like it takes forever for a book to come out and then all of a sudden it's like here. so it's a it's a wintertime story. It's based on uh, my childhood in Michigan. Uh, it's snowy here in the winter times, as you know. And um, I, I had an idea about um, a kid who was sort of like ridiculously determined to catch a snowflake on his tongue. And uh, in, in the story, he kind of ends up catching a snowflake, but in a way that he didn't expect. And um, I can't wait for everybody to read it. I feel like ridiculously determined to do anything is like a great (laughs) story starter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think there's so many great books where characters are ridiculously determined. Like I think of like Elephant and Piggy books, like Gerald and Piggy are always ridiculously determined to do like everything. Um, and so I don't know that, yeah, there's something about that commitment that just, uh, mm-hmm. I think draws kids in and makes you want to keep reading. So this is your third book, but it's the first book that you illustrated when you came up with the idea and you're like thinking about writing this, did you always think that if this became a book, you wanted to illustrate it as well? Yeah, so going way back, um, I've always been interested in drawing since I was a kid. Um, when I was in college, I took art classes and I was like close to an art minor. So I've always loved drawing, visual arts, all design, all that kind of stuff. I've always really loved that. Um, and it kind of fell off after college. Like, you know, you start your career, you get married, you have kids in certain things you just don't have time for or whatever. Um, but in the last probably 10, 12 years, I've really like discovered that again, that side of, of myself. And I've really um, been embracing that. And so since pretty early on, I've been kind of thinking in the back of my head, like, oh, I would like to try to illustrate a book someday. And I knew that it would take a lot of steps to get to that because there's so many incredible illustrators in the world, just, you know, tons of them um, who do a great job. So it's like, if I wanted to illustrate my own book, I would have to be able to do a decent job at it. Um, And so I've just kind of slowly been working up the guts, working up my self-confidence. 
and it's taken a really a really long time. A lot of ideas for books for me come visually, and this book was that way. Um, I guess two winters ago now, I was kind of challenging myself to draw a picture and post it um, on Instagram every day for a month or something. And part of that was to kind of get over my fear of sharing my work publicly. Um, and part of it was to just work on things and hopefully get better. And so this story actually started from that. I was, it was winter in Michigan, snowy, and I just started drawing a picture and it was of a kid with his head tipped back and his tongue sticking out, trying to catch a snowflake. And I liked it. And so then the next day I drew um, a picture of a kid who had built a snowman standing up on top of the snowman trying to catch a snowflake. I liked the kid logic of that where a kid might think if I'm just closer to the sky, <laughs> you know, then this, this, the snowflakes are going to come. This is going to work out. Um, and so the story kind of stemmed from that. And even with, um, with Blue Floats Away, um, when I first submitted that book, my second book that I was the author of, um, I did submit some artwork with that. And I thought, oh, you know, hey, what do you think about this? You know, um, and that book ended up being illustrated much better than I could have ever done by Grant Snyder. But that did, I think, kind of tip off like my editor and my agent that I would like to do something like that someday, illustrate a book someday. Um, so anyway, so when Blue, when uh, Just One Flake, that um, those two first two pictures came along, then the story came really quick. It was like in the course of a week. And in, that's never happened that fast for me before where I was able to like put the pieces together and I was like, yes, I like this. I had, you know, the, an ending that I was happy with. And, um, and so I thought like, hey, this idea came to me visually. I really have a strong sense in my mind what it could look like, what it should look like. So maybe this is the, the time. Maybe this is my chance to ask if I can maybe try to illustrate it. Um, and so I made a dummy and I, you know, you make like the little book with all the little panels um, or, or like all the little spreads of what it's going to look like and sent that to um, my editor, Courtney Code at Abrams. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, I also should probably say like, I'd been trying to lay the groundwork for a long time with my editor at Abrams. And I think I've shared this with you before, but once I knew that she followed me on Instagram, I really wanted to put it into her mind that I am an illustrator because I knew sometime down the road, I was going to want to try to illustrate something. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to, post more pictures. I'm going to draw more things. I'm going to post it so that she can see it. So then when it finally does come to the time when I say, Hey, what do you think? Maybe I could illustrate this one. She's, she thinks in her mind, yeah, I've been seeing this guy make pictures and make art for a long time now. Like I think he can handle this. So there was that kind of element of it too. Um, and yeah, so she said, she said yes. And it, it all came together quicker than any other book and probably quicker than any book that I will write. Um, it just, it was one of those times where the things were in place and it felt good right from the get go. 
Now I have to ask, did you, were there times where she would like your pictures on Instagram? Every once in a while. Every once in a while. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> and I noticed, and I noticed, Yeah. I mean, God, it's like, it's a mil. it's such a long process. Like anytime anybody who is a professional illustrator liked any of the po- pictures that I posted, even if it was like a sympathy like, I didn't care. It really meant a lot to me that someone who does that for a living would look at something that I made and was like, yep, yeah, that's pretty good. Or yeah. that, that's all right. You know? And so, gosh, like there's so many bad parts of social media, <laughs> so many bad parts of social media. And you hear, and I feel the same way um, about it a lot of times. But there are some some cool things too. Like I feel like that really um I was able to sort of put myself on the hook a little bit for mm-hmm. like, okay, if I wanna try to do this, then let's do it and let's put it out there publicly so that you can't, you know, pretend like you don't want to do it. Um, yeah. which might happen if you're not sharing it. Um so I do think that that was like a pretty important piece of it. Mm. So we we do have a lot of illustrators who listen to the yarn. They, you know, big thing that a lot of illustrators we know do is they hop into headphones, they're listening while they're drawing and illustrating, creating books. So all of you illustrators that are listening, here in a minute, you're going to pause this episode, you're going to open up your phone, close the Spotify app, you're going to go to 100 scope notes on Instagram and give Travis a (laughs) bunch of Instagram likes on all of his art. Let's flood flood that's yeah i can just see i could see someone like bob shay just going in and like liking every every picture you've ever done travis so all uh, the illustrators out there if you are looking to make someone's day there's a librarian in michigan who would just his world would be touched his heart would be made whole if you could do that uh so they agree to purchase the or to to buy the book and you're going to illustrate it i yeah. so you draw like pictures on, uh, I believe you did on a tablet. Now, I don't understand. Are they all like, is every image or spread like a different file? And then like, how do you like put the, f- I don't understand how any of this works. Okay. This is funny because I remember after um, I told you that I was going to make the pictures and write the story, um, you're, you sent a text or said something and it was something along the lines of like, do you even know how to do that? <laughs> and I think that this is what you meant. You meant like the files. Yeah, like I know you can draw. The, yeah. Right. Right. Like all the technical stuff. And mm-hmm. the answer at that moment was probably like, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I just knew I'd never done it before. I knew how mm-hmm. to draw the pictures in my style. Um, but I had never done anything like that before. Um, so like I just started in like in the sketchbook messing around with, okay, what do I really want the style to look like? Um, how do I want it to make the art? Do I want it to be 100% physical art? Do I want it to be 100% digital or a combination of the two things? I ended up settling on a combination. So the, all the black line work in the book is um, I used a, an actual um, Pentel color brush, just like a black brush pen. 
on watercolor paper. And then um, I scanned that into the into an iPad. And I used the Procreate app to use like digital watercolors to color it. And I tried a, a one version where it was all physical art, where I actually like busted out the watercolor paints and everything. And it just, I just couldn't get it to look like how I wanted it to look. Um, and so I ended up make, doing like the combination of the physical and digital, which I, I really kind of enjoyed. Um, but I had this like, yeah, I was, I kept wanting to like ask illustrators, like pros who had done it for a while. I kept wanting to ask them like really specific dumb <laughs> questions like like when you scan this artwork what resolution do you use <laughs> like what size how big do you draw the picture literally mm. stuff like that how big do you draw the picture do you make it as big as it's going to be in the book do you make it smaller do you what do you do? I had no idea. And so I asked like a few of those dumb questions. And then the other ones, I just like went with the materials that I had, like how big to draw the picture. I just bought some watercolor paper and I made it fill up that hole. <laughs> and I figured we would kind of figure it out. And there was other details too, where like, I had no idea. Like at one point they said, what do you want the trim size of the book to be? I didn't know I could even like tell them that, honestly. I thought it was like, I thought maybe they were going to suggest a size to me or like they had a standard size that they use or whatever. So there was all these like specific things where it just was trial and error and I learned it along the way. Um, but I had this really bad idea when I was making the art. So, okay, this is like the dumbest. If you, I like how you mentioned that like there might be some illustrators listening to this because they are going to roll their eyes so hard at this. So, okay, we've talked to tons of illustrators on this podcast. And so often when I've talked to illustrators in person or on the podcast, they'll say something along the lines of like, yeah, we're, I was working on this book and I, you know, I thought I had the style figured out. And, and then, I was like, no, I, it's not right. And I tried a hundred different methods for making the art. And it took me months. And then I finally, just in this moment of clarity, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go back to that first initial idea that I had for how it should look. And I ended up doing that and it worked. That's what I've heard lots of illustrators say. So I'm like, okay, if they all know this, maybe I can just skip that part maybe i can just say i have my initial idea about what this art should look like and i'm not gonna think about it i'm not gonna try i'm not gonna i'm not gonna explore anymore because so often people just come back to that first idea because that's like the, so a lot of times that's like the purest idea and so i tried so hard to do that <laughs> and it's just impossible. You you have to try other stuff. You have to try other techniques just to make sure that like that you've got what you want. You know, you can't um, you can't just stick with that initial idea. Part of I think part of the process of making the book is trying out those other styles and those other ideas that you have. So yeah, so I tried a whole bunch of different styles, colors, techniques, all that stuff, and then I ended up saying, "Yep, I'm doing what." basically the first idea that i had was 
So I know a lot of times when someone is creating a book where we have an author and illustrator separate, uh, they talk about like leaving room for the illustrator and the author does part of the work and the illustrator does part of the work. And you've done that twice um, with with your two first two books. But now you are both. Did that affect the writing at all? Knowing that you would be illustrating, knowing that if leaving room for the illustrator is leaving room for yourself, like what was that? How was that alike and different from your first two books? It was different, definitely, in the fact that the visual part of it was leading the way. So that was like a big, different way of looking at it, I guess. Like when I was making, when I was sketching it out and, and writing it, it was kind of like, oh, this visual would be really fun to draw. This visual would be, would like be engaging for kids. I feel like this visual would like stand out. And so then the words kind of came along with that. So that was definitely different because when I've just written books, picture books, um, I really try hard. Like I have so much respect for for illustrators like they do such a great job and what they can bring to the story it truly is just like this like awesome combination of the two different um you know artistic people coming together to try to make this story as good as it can be um so i i try not to even think about visuals when i'm just mm-hmm. writing the text because okay. also part of it is like i don't want to have an idea in my head and then that it's not that idea in the end. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just know that like, if you're working with a good illustrator, you're going to be blown away by what they do, you know? So don't even bother trying to think of something because what they're going to do is probably better than what you can think of. Yeah. You know? Um, so I definitely, I, I try not, when I've written a text, I've really tried not to think of like who would illustrate it until it's done you know, until I've had some time to sit with it and be like, okay, now that it's finished, maybe this person might be a good illustrator. Um, and I also don't try to like put tons of art illustrator notes in the text where it's like, oh, on this page, this person should be doing this or whatever. Um, so I try to leave space there. I think that this, so a lot of times we talk about things like starred reviews and people talk about, I got a star review. I don't think that that's always something that people that are like new to like the online book world always understand. And I thought you would be the perfect person to talk about because <laughs> at the time of this re- to about that, because at the time of this recording, uh, the book has received two starred reviews and you used to be someone who reviewed books for school library <laughs> journal and were able to, you know, you have given starred reviews before, correct? Yeah. So can you talk yeah. about just for people who maybe aren't familiar, like what is, because you a lot of times you hear like two starred reviews. Does that mean it's just a two star book or, or what? Yeah. Just maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that is in the whole rest of the world. If, you, if a review has one star sitting next to it, it's terrible. And mm. in the, in the library um, book review world, uh, it's good. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it is, it's something where folks who, um, aren't in, in involved with children's literature are not librarians. Um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know that. So, yeah. So I've written reviews for school library journal. Um, I did that for a bunch of years and, you know, reviewing on my blog for a long time and everything and trying to pick out the books that I think would, would just 
be the ones that people wouldn't want to miss that kids would really get a lot out of and um but you never i don't know like i never think that that's that that would happen for, for this book for any of my books um i don't know uh it's it's just a really nice surprise the two times that it's happened for this book it's i guess all i can say um what is your hope for this book um that's funny because we've asked this question to so many different authors and illustrators (laughs) all of i ask it to everyone travis what is your hope for just one flake um of course uh i hope that kids have a fun reading experience with the book a shared maybe a shared reading experience with a teacher with a librarian with a classroom or if it's just an individual kid reading the book i hope that they have a good time with it um but man hervey Toulay, uh press here author he really said something that stuck with me he when i asked him that question he just said i hope it brings me to another one and at the time i was like you hope it brings you to another one. I didn't honestly didn't even totally understand what he meant, but I think now I understand it a little bit better. I think it just kind of means like you want one book to kind of lead to you being able to make another book and all like the positive, um, like the, the star review stuff. Um, all that I think of when I hear that is just, Oh, maybe they'll let me make another one. (laughs) that's it i'm not i i I don't really care on anything other than that um i just want to keep doing it because i really really love doing it Thank you for listening to this episode of The Yarn. Thank you to Philip Stead for creating our theme song. Additional music for this episode comes from the Free Music Archive. Thank you to my co-host, my friend, teacher librarian, Travis Yonker, for helping me produce this episode and for letting me interview him about his new book, Just One Flake. I hope that you will pick up a copy. You will love it. It makes the perfect holiday gift. Just One Flake, friends. It's snow. It's winter. It's gift-giving time. It's book-giving time. It's always book-giving time. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Colby Sharp. Travis Yonker, tell us about your new book, Just One Flake. Yeah, it it comes out uh, in just a couple days. Oh, and... we gotta start over, Travis. We gotta start over because you what? have to. The book is out when people are listening, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, the book is out, Travis. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I won't do that to you again. I promise.